Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means taking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hello and welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. No, I am not Rob Moore. I'm Harry. I work behind the scenes with Rob, recording, producing, and filming all the episodes. So Rob has leveraged me out to record the introduction for today's episode. And today's episode is another interview, this time with Martin Fry, who is one of the co-founders of Ulverk. For those of you who don't know who Ulverk are, they are a luxury watch brand based in the watch capital of the world, Switzerland. They make watches uh, starting from about 35,000 to 100,000 plus, uh, and they only make about 150 watches a year. These are some really high-end, tailor-made watches. They're absolutely incredible. So me and Rob flew all the way to Switzerland to conduct this interview. So it was a 4 a.m. start, and then we didn't get back home till 1 a.m. the following day. It was a really long day. We traveled to Zurich to do the interview. That's where this um, particular interview was recorded. It was uh, recorded in Zurich at the headquarters of Ulverk. So as you know, Rob is really interested in uh, watches and the watch industry has a great passion for it. But for those of you who aren't necessarily interested in watches and the watch industry, don't worry. There is a lot of topics um, that both Martin and Rob cover in this uh, episode. So it's not just specifically about watches. They talk about everything from business to art, to entrepreneurship, innovation within business. There's a whole wide discussion and diversity uh, in the topics they talk about. The interview is about one hour, 40 minutes long. So it's one of our longest uh, interviews uh, to date. For those of you who don't know, we also have a YouTube channel, Official Rob Moore, which is where we upload all our videos uh, of the interviews too, along with some other uh, content that we produce. And the video has gone out today. So uh, for those of you who uh, want to watch the video, please go onto the YouTube channel, Official Rob Moore. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Going forward from now on, when we produce interviews, we're going to be releasing the videos simultaneously on YouTube. So for those of you who love to watch some video content of our, um, of our interviews, subscribe and hit that notification bell to make sure you're notified when we publish videos, but they will always go live when uh, the podcast goes live as well. Personally, I think the videos always add a little bit of extra time and you get some little bit of extra details that you don't necessarily hear on the podcast. Coming out imminently as well on the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast is an interview with Jordan Peterson, who's probably the world's most controversial influencer and apparently has sold more books than anyone else in the past six months, which is some uh, remarkable achievement. We just uh, finished recording that interview, so that is gonna go live imminently. So enough of me, I'll leave you with the main man himself, Rob. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Martin, thank you for um, allowing us in your um, space to, to do this interview. Pleasure. So we were just talking before about, um, I was asking you how you pronounce Urwerk. Mm. Urwerk. <laughs> you want a Swiss German version? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Urwerk. Okay. That's, uh, you know, the yeah. Swiss German version, Urwerk. Yeah. It's more like the, you know, the international. Yeah. But, but better with the V than the W. Yes. Yeah. So we were, t we were talking about the name and then you started talking about a bit of the history of where both the name formed mm -hmm. and then from there the, the brand. So could you yeah. maybe take us on that journey? 
Yeah, it's actually, I, it goes back now over 20 years. Uh, I was still a student at the time, art student. And my, my student friend, uh, Christoph Dreger, uh, is uh, well, the cousin of uh, Felix Baumgartner. And uh, that's actually how I got to know Felix, because he would show up at our parties. And he was a kind of strange guy, you know, very <laughs> different from the other kind of, uh, you know, people hanging out there. It was strange, strange what watchmaker person. Oh, okay. <laughs> So that was that was interesting. But uh, uh, when I got to know him and uh, started talking to him about um, about what he's doing, so he was uh, it, it became clear to me that he was a very interesting guy. He was very focused and, he, and different than than what we were doing at the time. You know, still finding out lots of things and not so sure. You know, which direction it would uh, take us. Uh, but he was. Uh, um, he studied at the time watchmaking in uh, Solothurn and then pretty soon he would start working uh, in Geneva uh, at Svend Andersen's uh, place. Svend Andersen is an independent watchmaker and uh, yeah, that's basically how it started. I had lots of stuff to talk with him about. Uh, time was something that was interesting me in my artwork. I was busy with um, uh, filmmaking, video art was, was important at the time, just came yeah. uh, up and uh, uh, I did, after studying uh, free arts for four years, I, did a, I started a, a course in, uh, in um, video. So I was busy with this and uh, uh, if you work with uh, film editing at the time, it was the Umatic and the Betacam um, editing, still analog editing. And so you have these spools and it's kind of like a time machine that you're working with. And film in general is, uh, of course, playing with time. So there's a lot of uh, questions that I had to ask him and stuff that we could uh, understand each other. And we started this kind of uh, ping pong game, as you call it, this exchange. Uh, and this never stopped since then. Mm. So it wasn't like you woke up when you were seven years old and went, I'm going to make watches and be a... Not at all. No. Not at all. No, no, it was very Life different. Just... Actually, my father is a physicist, he's uh, from this field and uh, it was, for me it was much more a try to escape uh, from this, you know, the technocrats uh, <laughs> planet, uh, even though I, uh, I always enjoyed it when my father told me about these crazy things that physicists are busy with, you know, they're questioning the way the world is made. Mm. Um, but still it was, uh, I was very different in a way. and. Uh, and enjoyed different things, and so I went to study art. Um, and but I have a, of course, I have a feel for for this kind of thinking. You know, I, I really like the thinking of uh, of engineers. Uh, they they basically are interested in resolving problems. You know, and in making things. Uh, they don't necessarily ask that much. You know, why is it that way? They they're much more interested in. In, in the how, you know, how can we do it? Or how is it possible to do that? You know? mm. So uh, working together uh, with these uh, technically thinking people, with watchmakers, or in the case of our engineers, uh, they're all, actually Cyrano and Dominic, uh, that are working with most, most of the time, uh, they're all friends of Felix from watchmaking school. And uh, Dominic uh, afterwards studied physics, so it's really this um, kind of um, 
technically minded people who mm. always look for solutions, you know, of this kind of uh, you know problems, and uh, it's very enjoyable. So, so I had kind of like a, a base to understand this, uh, these people, even though they're from a slightly different planet. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's actually, it's, it never got boring, you know, up mm. to now. Mm. So I already have a million questions. I'm going to try and do this in some mm. kind of chronological order. Um, so can you remember the exact time when you and Felix sat down or had a drink or did whatever you did and went, right, we're doing this, this is what mm -hmm. it's going to be? Actually, uh, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't really a moment. It wasn't really like this. It, was, it started um, with Felix and his brother Thomas at the very mm. uh, beginning. And uh, Thomas, he's um, at the time uh, studying uh, antique clock restoring because the, the father of uh, Felix and Thomas um, was or is still actually an antique clock uh, restorer and seller. So they had the, in their in the father's workshop. They got to know all these antique clocks and uh, and, and of course uh, from from childhood on got to, got to know about the history of watchmaking. And um, yeah, so it's 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 something that that I sensed. You know, when I got to know Thomas first, he's a bit older than Felix. And he, when he stayed at my uh, in Lucerne, where I lived at the time, studied, uh, and and then he told, he saw a project that I was working on. I had a, a tool that I wanted to create, actually to to measure uh, faces, you know, somehow to measure distances in faces in order to create portraits uh, mm. by numbers. And so I had this uh, this tool tool that you normally use to you know to. Uh, Roll around on 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 a map, on mm -hmm. a, a roll around just the, the, the streets, you know, so to measure, you know, the kilometers. Yeah. And so I thought I, I changed this tool uh, in, in, the, in a way that uh, that it would allow me to measure, uh, you know, somehow uh, a face. It was at the beginning of the digitalization and of uh, you know uh, the, the, the some animated uh, films, computer animated films. So that was the theme and. Yeah, so I had this tool made, and then Thomas saw it, and he said, you know, and it was just prototypes, wasn't finished, and he said, yeah, actually that's not going to work like this, you know. But let me do it, uh, uh, in his job he had like a, a workshop, uh, and he, 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 would be able, he was able to actually create this, that tool, he told me, yeah, I'm going to do it for you. I was like, okay, why not, I was busy with lots of other projects, obviously. And then at some point he would show it to me, you know, that finished tool. And I was like, wow, how can you, how is it possible to do that? It was really like a shiny metal tool, precise, you know, the way mm. watchmakers can do it. And so I realized, oh, that's uh, it's, uh, the, the skills also, also that come along with, uh, with this profession. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so, so, so I, when I talked with these uh, watchmaker friends, um, we, would, we would say, okay, maybe we should sit together at some point and, uh, and do something like, a, I don't know, a wristwatch or something like this. Mm. But it took uh, then again maybe three years or so until they called me. And uh, it was Thomas at the time uh, in, in, uh, living in St. Croix. Uh, and he was working uh, with Jacques uh, there mm. in the Jura um, mountains. And Vianney uh, was there as well, and uh, some other guys, uh, Juno, and 
there, there was like a, a, a group of, uh, of creative spirits there in the watchmaking field and they would uh, you know, have their parties again and uh, you know, drink the absinthe, I don't know what they were doing there. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so is that, that obligatory for watchmakers to I be guess, inspired? Yeah. No, but that's how it started. It was yeah. you know, farmers in the winter when they, when they couldn't really do much else, they would sit uh, you know, do their work in the workshops and, and, um, and make watches yeah, actually. So, yeah, so they had probably had uh, spare time there next to their work uh, to, to come up with stuff. And they, they then called me and they introduced me to this idea um, that we could make uh, a watch, a wristwatch, using a time indication that was uh, previously, uh, that was created actually by uh, uh, Roman uh, watchmakers back in the 16th century, some old idea that was only uh, used at least that what that's what they knew from the father's workshop was used in uh, in table clocks like these big clocks like this you know with this display where the the hour digits actually indicate the minutes while circling like a semicircle yeah you know, showed it to me and at the time there was like another there was a watch uh, that I have seen somewhere with uh, with colors like every hour had a particular uh, color. And I was like, yeah, okay, now they come with some other strange time indication that nobody understands. But when I, when I saw that, that it, this time indication, this wandering hours, uh, function works so simple, so, so uh, striking. I mean, you, 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 it's not that you have to uh, calculate or it's just at the very beginning because we're so, we're so much used to to read the time, you know, with the regular hands, uh, we are puzzled and we don't see it right away. So, but the, on the second uh, try, you know, you 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 get it, and then uh, you realize that this is something uh, that uh, that one could use to create something new. Mm. So, when when you when you it's slightly different, but it has to obviously still be, uh, be easy to 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 read. That, that, that uh, you don't have to somehow, uh, you know wonder and you know, get crazy about You have to be able to read the time quickly, uh, actually in one glance, that it can work as a, as a, as a wristwatch, I think. So, so if that's possible, of course, then you can, you can do it. And, and, and it allowed me to somehow reshape the case, basically, to come mm. up with a whole different thing. Yeah. So that's when it was born. Uh, uh, they, they confronted me with this, and then we met, and, uh, and uh, looked at it, talked about it, and step by step. But as I said, at the time, I, um, I was living in New York. I moved away in 1996. And of course, I came back to Switzerland every year. And so they would come to, to New York every now and then. And so we would talk, but it was at the beginning, it was just you know, a few times a year we had contact, mm. talking about stuff. And they needed time to set up their studio, their there were the atelier there in uh, Geneva. So, uh, yeah, over the years it, it uh, started mm. to take shape. So more like a casual dating than an instant marriage? Yeah, the first <laughs> six years it was, it was really wow. like, uh, also, I mean, it really d didn't pay off anything. I mean, mm. we were making our watches and we had the chance to, to exhibit uh, 1997 actually. Or, was that yeah. the year you released your first watch, 97? Yes, yeah. we showed it uh, in, in uh, the Basel Fair mm. and we had the possibility to exhibit our watches at the, uh, the 
AHCI, the yes. Independent Watchmaking Academy's boot, um, because uh, Felix is, uh, uh, I mean, uh, the, his, his uh, patron, yeah, he's working with Svend Anderson. He was the president and I think founder as well of, of, the, of that academy. Uh, and so we had to somehow, they became members, uh, mm. Thomas and Felix. So you worked on a single watch for six years or on the company for six years before you yeah, produced it's the just, watch? Yeah, it's just they, were, they, were, they had to work to earn money. You know, actually, I think Felix was working for Washington Constantin at the time as well. Yeah. Uh, did some side jobs there and then yeah. for, his, for, for, for Sven Andersen. And uh, Thomas was uh, fixing antique clocks and so mm. But then they, they, uh, they found a, a workshop in, in Geneva, but it all took time. Mm. They also, at the beginning, they, they, would, uh, uh, they were part of the, of the squatting uh, uh, scene there in Geneva. So they squatted a place, you know, they had these crazy parties. It was really coming out of that, uh, you know, uh, artist movement, underground mm. subculture movement, <laughs> believe it not. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was, it was special. And uh, so they, they really lived always in, in incredible places. I remember when I went to visit them in Geneva, they would live in a, in a you know, cool place and they had techno parties mm. in the underground. It was all, always, uh, it was fun. Yeah. So, but that was that was the reality, and uh, it was only as uh, at uh, I think 2003, around 2003, when we had already um, created our 103 model, um, and gotten a job uh, from Max Busser, uh, who worked at the time for Harry uh, Winston. And we did this Opus 5 uh, model that we got some, uh, you know, light, you know, that we that we somehow. Uh, found people who saw our, you know, our watches, and mm. uh, from that moment on, it started to to, to get a bit more uh, interesting. Mm. But before it was it was really like a side job for me always. Just I, I did my work, my uh, my art, my my films and stuff, and, so, and also the watches. And after that, uh, it was also when I came back from from New York. Um, that was uh, 2000, around 2002, three around this time as well, um, for an exhibition did together with uh, the uh, cousin of uh, Felix, uh, Christoph Dreger. We had a, a project here, like they do every 20 years, do a big exhibition in Switzerland, a national exhibition, and it was our biggest project uh, in, in Neuchâtel, on the lake that built a platform, and uh, there was some three, four huge projects on this platform and it, we, we did one of these uh, projects and that was quite time consuming. I came back for that uh, to Switzerland and at the very time uh, the 9-11 catastrophe uh, terror attack uh, took place and I was not in New York um, and somehow that was also kind of like a friction for me. It was, uh, it was uh, and, and I, had, I had to say in Switzerland that I got an apartment in, in, uh, in Zurich and was working actually together with an architect friend uh, uh, that I still now here work together with. Uh, uh, I worked on this project uh, and so I came back actually by accident more. And, mm. But that allowed me to spend more time for the watch, uh, uh, for our watch company, for mm. our watch uh, project. Yeah. And at what point were you all all in 
and mm -hmm. not doing anything else now really other than work. I actually never totally stopped doing other, other things. I, uh, for me, this is something uh, important that you have, uh, that you come and keep this, uh, this perspective. And so I, I continue to do films, uh, documentary films, also together with my wife. She's a documentary filmer. And uh, some architecture projects, uh, together with architect friends of mine, a bar, you know, uh, and, you know and different things. And Felix is totally fine with that? Um, it now became um, much, uh, actually I do have now, every now and then I have a, a job next to it. And he's fine with it because he, he, he knows my name is Free, Martin Frey, <laughs> yeah. it's Free. And he knows that I'm most creative. He knows what he signed <laughs> up for. Then. Happily, yeah. he understands that. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no. I, I think it uh, it is uh, it is good because you you get ideas uh, also from from outside mm. of the of the watch uh, world. Um, it's a small world in a way. Uh, it's, it's a kind of a, this, this the watch scene. It's it's taking place in. In, in, in Switzerland, you have uh, you have this like for every every fair in Basel or in Geneva now SHH, you meet this the, 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 you know the people who are uh, you know circling around mm. the, the watch uh, world, and uh, it is it is a discipline, but if you if you have this outside perspective, it's uh, it's it's helpful. You can mm. yeah, I think I enjoy that. Yeah. But we, anyway, we do something very, uh, very different, I think, than, than other uh, watch companies. Yeah. Well, you only have to look at your watches. Mm. You know, yeah, of course, you see that. You haven't got the panda dial or, what, you know, mm. the, the standard. Right. Yeah. And do you think, um, actually, the question I, I wanted to ask, <clears> and <throat> this isn't a, well, what do you do in the company? It's a, what do you do in the company? Mm -hmm. So obviously, you must bring value not being a traditional watchmaker. So could you kind of explain your role and then maybe Felix's role mm. and then how that fuses to create something Absolutely. unique? No, I mean, you can say that maybe that's a, a difference, maybe not anymore now, but the time when we started, it was definitely different than to most uh, other uh, watch companies that you have the designer, I'd say, even though I'm not a, uh, like a, a regular designer in this sense, but the, the person designing the watches and, and coming up with the concepts together with the watchmaker and the watchmaker they, they, they have a company together so we, 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 uh, we're both owners and founders of the company and that has a different outcome in this sense that it's not for every model every watch model uh, you know that you would hire a, a different uh, designer and maybe with other companies uh, this is much more the case. You know, you create watches. You have ideas of what you want to do there. Uh, watchmaking ideas. Get your agenda in to come and design it all for you. Right. Yeah. That's what's the, the, usually the way it was done. Mm. You have a designer coming, and then he does it. And with Chao Chanta, who's uh, is of course a, an incredible designer, um, admire his work a lot. Mm. Uh, he managed to create his watches in every company that you know, and and, and they all look alike. Mm. Yeah. Well, as yeah. You can see. Yeah. It's, so he did this, he, he used, uh, out of my perspective, you could say he used these different companies, you know, to somehow express himself, mm. and that's an incredible, ex uh, you know, accomplishment. But um, uh, not that many watch designers, you know, uh, achieved this. Mm. 
but in uh, in our situation, it's much more like this: that since the beginning, you know, the watch uh, designer and the, the, the watchmaker they they work together. So we have this way of developing our watches in an evolutionary way. So every watch basically includes the previous models. Right. So we, we are building up on something, and mm. we follow themes. This is also something. Uh, unique that so we, we, we as I said we have this kind of discussion game going where we would, uh, you know talk with each other about things and and uh, I of course in the meantime learned uh, quite a lot about uh, watchmaking mm. side as well so it, it's it's became uh, this interesting conversation about uh, what the watch today means mm. and what it could mean in the future uh, we have this idea, and that comes also maybe from from uh, art. You have this term uh, contemporary art, meaning it's it's actually the avant-garde. It's what's happening now, and it can only happen now because you have now that that unique situation that will never happen again. Time is moving forward, and and you are here at that very moment, and there is like you're sitting on a, on a you're like on, a, on top of a wave, right in front of you, the future. We don't know, mm. and the in the back, you know. The, the value of the wave mm. is the past and you're there and, and this, this situation won't ever come again. So when you create something now, you do it with somehow taking in as much as you can about what this time means to you. Mm. So the more influence that you allow in, the more your, your expression can become contemporary, can become from now. Yeah. And that allows you maybe to somehow make a comment about our time in a way, if it's uh, only by, by, uh, by the design or but also by a concept about how we understand time or how we, we indicate time. Mm. So, yeah, it's like this playground. Um, I, at the beginning, thought it's maybe a bit too small, you know, these small watches and uh, you know, if you're an artist, you tend to to play with lots of different things, and uh, every every object. Ah, so you found the medium small. Exactly. Yeah. So the so the the, the watches uh, first, I thought it's a, it's like maybe a small object, but then on the other hand, when you study it, you realize that it uh, has a many mm. different layers and many different spheres of meaning. I could say, you know, status. It's like a, a, a whole compass, mm. a, a complex of, 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 of ideas, time telling, of course. Uh, but you have you have you have really many different um, spheres mm. of, of 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 meaning that come together in this small object. So it's mm. it's not getting boring. Yeah. Mm. I think Kept also, sorry to jump in, but sure. this, this is quite. Um, I think this is important. I think a lot of people perceive art as a freedom of expression. I feel like great artists and designers are people who can design within a fairly narrow medium as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, like you, this is 44 millimeters, that one might mm -hmm. be similar size. Absolutely. A great artist is going to produce something in that size. That's what my art professor uh, told, told us at the time. Uh, Roman Signer is a, a famous Swiss artist mm. and a cool guy, really, and I admire him a lot. And he said, you know, you have to limit your tools when you're when you're working as yes. an artist. Don't don't go overboard. Mm. You have to know what what are the, the things that mean something to you, and then you play with this. Don't don't have too mm. many things to play with, you know, so to say. So focus, and, yeah. and then you can make a, a meaningful, uh, you know, uh, comment. Mm. Maybe. Yeah, I think that's. Um 
I think a lot of people can make art and design and creativity easier for themselves mm. because, you know, like we assume there's the blank canvas and we start with infinite infinity and try and express ourselves. But um, I'm quite a fan of Nine Inch Nails, Trent mm. Reznor. I think he's right. um, you know, a really great artist in his own way. Mm. And in one of his latest albums, he said he went back to one of his older studios where he didn't have a lot of the uh, equipment to play with right. and restricted mm -hmm. just exactly what you That's said, but in a different, restricted the mm. um, type of equipment he had. And, mm. and, and he found that quite uh, an interesting creative process. Minimalized the music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you find themes in it. You know, you find themes in what you're uh, interested in, as I said before, and then you can you can maybe a little bit like Hitchcock, he has in all his films, he somehow worked on the same themes. Mm. And um, not to compare myself with Hitchcock, obviously, but, but it's just a method that with every, with every approach, with every model, with every, with every next step, you somehow, somehow uh, try to answer certain questions. And uh, of course you get some answers, usually the answers, they, they somehow ask more questions. Mm. That's the process, so you, so you build up something. And uh, uh, with, with our watches, you have uh, themes like, for instance, interactivity. That that we that, that somehow the whole the whole idea complex of man and machine. What is this relationship between a human being and and, and machines? You know, which is uh, which is uh, of course a wide uh, a wide uh, complex uh, theme. Mm. But with the small uh, object of a watch, you can really work on this theme, and you think it's it's appropriate. We have. We have uh, with our watches. We kind of celebrate. That's how I see it. You know, uh, our accomplishment to master the machines or to be able. You know, we are proud as human beings, the men especially, obviously, to create machines. You know, mm -hmm. extensions of ourselves. And and probably in the in the in the last consequence, we want to recreate ourselves. So there's always this that you know the artificial intelligence. You know, somehow also in there in that complex of ideas. Mm -hmm. And so the, the watch is, is kind of like that, that piece that we can carry around with us to, to show, you know, to tell us ourselves that we managed to somehow create the machine. Mm. And uh, of course it's a very uh, harmless mach little machine. There are bigger machines that are more scary. Um, and, uh, but it's also an expression of self, isn't it? On top of that, of mm. course, exactly. So we, with, with the watches, and that's an interesting thing. There's so many different watches that you can really express yourself with it. So it's, a, it's an incredible variety of different uh, different watches. If you think about uh, why um, why the smartwatch uh, has a problem, I think is because it's much more like a like a, an iPhone. iPhone is. For the masses, it's like looking more or less the same for everybody. Of course, you can have it in gold and color and or material. Appreciate and value overnight. Right, but yeah. it's the same shapes. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's also the concept of it is made for that that everybody enjoys an incredible technology, and uh, that used to be the case with the watches. But then it developed into a, an incredible variety of, of uh, expressions. You know, so it it's, it allows you to 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 express yourself with it as well. Mm. And that's, that's not possible with that much with the smartphone uh, yeah. watch, obviously. Yeah, we were talking about that on the way. I've not really thought of it like that. Like, I'm totally unsold mm. on smartwatches. Mm. Harry and I were talking about it. He got one. Um, he regrets getting one. Um, it doesn't do anything that you, uh, 
extra to what your phone mm. does other than annoy you more because people are in a meeting like that. Mm. Um, and it, I think, A, it needs to do more. Mm. And, you know, if it's, oh, well, it measures your steps, well, so does a Fitbit. Mm. But you lose the expression of, this is who I am. Mm. Like someone who wears, I don't, I'm going to ask you this question in a minute, but someone who wears an Urvet is only trying to be noticed by a very few number of right. people who know what an Urvec is. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> you know, someone who's wearing an AP or a Patek is, it's a little bit wider, but they still don't make, what, 60,000 watches a year? Mm. Someone who wears a Rolex, maybe, hey, look, but they make two million watches. Mm. But I, I'd never really thought of it like you said it, but someone who wears a, a smartwatch is, is expressionless, vacuous, nothingness of identity of... Exactly. I mean, you could say that's for the moment. Mm. You don't know how it's going Not to true. develop. I might eat concept, my words. Yeah. <laughs> no, but the concept works against it, against individualistic expression. But, of course, if it, if it has many producers of smartwatches, you never know. Mm. But it's not right uh, now, so that uh, the smartwatch would have to conquer the space that the, 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 the mm. traditional wristwatch uh, somehow has already. Yeah. Um, have, you, have you had a clear discussion with Felix and we are not doing smartwatches, we may in the future... Actually, have you what we do is, we, we, what is interesting for us, and I think uh, you sh we also shouldn't somehow close out um, uh, technology. Mm. Of course, when you look at cars, cars nowadays, they include uh, electronics. Mm. And for, for us, that's super interesting. Technology, you can't say um, just uh, because traditional washmaking is uh, using no electronic parts, that has to be like this. Mm. The question is only how can you do both? How can you right. legitimate? But I always use this example. If you look at the robot, a robot has, uses mechanical parts and electronics, mm. and and still we consider it to be something from from the future. It's like yeah. sci-fi, right? Mm. Like like the the, the, the uh, almost uh, the idea of, of science fiction is, is is a robot, and there's uh, you know uh, the, the technical universities busy with developing new new mm. robots, um, but it's because uh, uh, we are creating, re trying to recreate ourselves, uh, and we are ourselves old models, you can say, <laughs> I mean, going back <laughs> uh, a lot of time, and, you know, uh, to, uh, uh, to the past, and, and, and uh, you don't even know where it starts, mm. but you're dealing with something uh, old, yeah. and that's why, you know, you have these both things together. And uh, with watchmaking, it's the same. You have old and older technology, started in medieval times, you know, when they still would uh, create uh, clocks uh, with the uh, hammer and anvil, or how do you call that thing? That anvil. You, anvil, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Anvil. There you go. No, but yeah, so, so it's, 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 uh, uh, it's, an, it's an ancient art. Mm. Uh, and, and with art, it's like this, if, 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 uh, if you think about painting, painting used to be the way to depict things um, uh, before the ph photography came to replace it. That didn't mean that uh, painting somehow mm. got obsolete. Yeah. But painting started to become a different job, so it got freed in a certain way. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. People I, assume when new tech, our robots are going to have all of our jobs, they say, don't they? Well, actually, some things will get automated and we will just find other jobs yes. because we'll have to find other same jobs. Thing, same thing with, uh, with uh, the tech, like let's say, with, with mechanics. Uh, if, we, if we use uh, uh, mechanics now, nowadays, where we have more precise watches than, uh, than mechanical watches, 
the, the, the mechanical world can do different things. In our case, it's the, the displaying time differently, for mm. instance. That's already one thing. But uh, with the EMC model that we did, um, we of course created yet again a, a different, a different uh, job for mm. electronics. There, in this uh, watch, I don't know if you know it, mm. um, you have um, electronics used as a kind of like a Dr. Norton tool. You yeah. know? It's like sitting on the older technology and studying it, and you mm -hmm. can do a test and see uh, if, the, if the watch is healthy. Yeah. You, know? you have this. And, and so this is a concept um, that we came up with to include electronics in a watch without bothering you know, the mechanical world. Mm -hmm. Opposite, actually, you, you highlight it with it. It's, yeah. it's there only to pull you inside of the watch and somehow uh, uh, make you, you know, being more interested in what's inside. Mm -hmm. And uh, also the newest uh, work that we did uh, at the AMC project, uh, where we have a, an atomic table clock mm -hmm. and then a mechanical wristwatch that you can actually uh, uh, place into the atomic clock. So you have the, the, the theme there is the interactivity or let's say the interface between these two technologies. Yeah. Because as a watchmaker today, you can't avoid the fact that uh, there are more precise uh, ways to measure time. Mm. And uh, atomic clocks, they're, they're around. So you, if, you are if you do contemporary watchmaking, you have to somehow face this. You can't just not comment on it. Yeah. That's our, our idea of, of it. So, so you have to somehow face this. That's our, our take on it, yeah. you know, our AMC project. Mm. In this sense, uh, of course, we do uh, we are very interested in smart watches and see you know what you produce even in this watch the, the 210 which mm. is fully mechanical here yeah you have here this this uh, efficiency so, indication yeah. right so you here. can see it's the 110 language in this as well yes. can't you yeah like absolutely how they all build on each the other. 110 has just a time indication on this side yes. basically that's the main difference uh, also that uh, you know here you have of course the the, the, the our our satellite uh, complication in the center and mm. the the cubes attached to the center with the 110, they're somehow extending yeah. and they're, uh, they're not attached in the center, they're on their own. Uh, but here you have this, that's what I wanted to tell you real quick here, this, uh, this indication which we call the, the efficiency indication that indicates uh, you actually, if you're losing or gaining power reserve. Right. And that's in a bit, uh, to, 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 it's, it's a comment on these uh, smartwatches mm -hmm. where, you, where you count steps because you have, of course, the, the rotor yeah. uh, that gives the energy when you mm. walk to the watch. Yeah. And uh, we could also say, uh, translate that energy into a certain amount of steps, for instance. You could say, okay, this is a step counter. Mm. What we did here is uh, an efficiency indicator that tells you if you were busy during the last two hours or not. Ah. So it's a slightly humoristic, you know, answer. <laughs> Not just busy with this to the oh, health, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> you see. Yeah. No, but but you have to somehow answer this. If if you see that the computers are around, or smartwatches mm. all of a sudden pop up, you know, you can't just you know. Yeah. Say I don't care about this. If you're a contemporary watchmaker, you have to somehow yeah. take this in account. Mm. Yeah, it's really interesting that it sparks off a few things mm. in my head. So I think the first one is when I am. Um, spoke to Francois Benamy as CEO of AP. He was very much like, we're not doing smartwatches. But then he's got family on the board, he's got, mm -hmm. what have they got, 150 years behind them, whatever. 
And I just thought as we were discussing this, if there's any brand that could embrace smart future and watches, surely it's Urwerk mm. with the way your watches look, the way you're redefining and re-commenting on what the concept of time is, is how mm. it's shown. Um, so that makes sense. And then it triggered me. I had a, do you, do you know the watch brand Devon, the Devon Tread? Yes, absolutely. So I had the Devon Tread. The big one. Right. And then, the first uh, version. Yeah, the, right. the, the Tread 1, right. which is cool because it's the first one, mm -hmm. but it's virtually unwearable because it's so it's quite huge. Big, yeah. right. And then I got the Tread 2, which mm -hmm. was more wearable. Mm -hmm. um, and I loved the way the time was told with the belts. Right. The quality of the case and the watch wasn't, okay. say, the standard of, say, an Audemars or, mm. or, or, say, your watch. And also, you know, the charging mechanism, it was just, it was, wasn't as easy to live with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up moving it on um, and, and I enjoyed it. I, I, I just also felt that, like, maybe in 10 or 20 years, that's, I don't know, is that still going to be relevant? Is it going to be usable? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I loved the concept, but I, mm -hmm. and, and this is just my opinion, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a critic. In fact, oh, I'm, a, I'm a fan, um, but I just felt like the concept was amazing, the way they redesigned time. Mm -hmm. But I just felt either they were too early mm -hmm. or maybe the production or execution of it didn't make it livable with every day. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, I, I liked when I saw it the first time, of course, it somehow the crown reminded me of our uh, Urbeck yeah. crowns and uh, yeah. also later on we got to know the guys mm. and there. But you have to like double tap for yes, that. Yeah, no, it seems like cool. memory too. No, it's, 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 a, it's a cool, it's absolutely, it's a cool uh, watch. Mm. And um, uh, also the, the way the time is indicated with the, as you said, with the bands. So I have a, an idea there in this field and uh, that, that, that at some point I have to do. Mm. Uh, and uh, you know, the concept that you have this electric motors to, uh, who do the job? It's it's super. I, mm. I think it's really a cool watch. Um, of course, it's not in the, in the same way a mechanical watch because mm. the energy is, is comes from somewhere else, and, yeah. and so in, the, uh, in this sense, it's it's it will always be some something in between. It's not a smart watch either. Mm. Uh, it's it's but it's a really cool watch. That's mm. for sure. Yeah, but I I didn't keep hold of it for some reason. It's such a cool watch, but mm. I let it go, and so I think. In the end, you have to be able to wear a watch and live with a watch, mm -hmm. um, even if you rotate them along, because the charging mechanism's like that. And mm -hmm. you know, if you have a lot of watches, you usually store them, and then you've got to get them out of storage, you've got to get so. Yeah. Ma maybe if they revisit this concept with a bit better technology, mm -hmm. um, you know, because I guess we'll all be remote charging our devices at some point. There's remote charging now. If you could just put your watch on the side and just remote charge somewhere rather than having to get this big box out. But then I suppose some purists would say, well, that's the beauty of it all, isn't it? I think probably that's exactly the thing. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's the, that concept that uh, comes along with, with all the tools and all mm. the, the whole thing. Uh, I didn't like the, 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 the redesigned versions later on. I mean, they did also kind of like a steampunk version, yeah. things like that. Uh, I mm. really liked the, the first uh, version they did. Yeah, I wonder if they were getting drawn into the limited edition phase and yeah, yeah, I absolutely. don't know but it's easy. No, if you create some, I mean that's also something that we, we uh, realized uh, with Urwerk and um, we're existing now, it's like uh, 20 years a bit more and and uh, when, you, when you're around for, for a while, it's not when you do the first watch, you know, you, you have an idea of what you want to do and you give it uh, all, right, and mm. you do that first version. Uh, and then usually it's also with, with books uh, heard, you know, with authors when they write the book or make the first, like uh, filmmakers make the first film. Uh, are you able to then, you know, tell the second film or tell the second story? Mm. And uh, it's usually uh, uh, 
it's not that easy because there mm. you have to again uh, find out what what so what's the next what's the next step yeah and then um, you have the pressure of commercial yeah, reality and you already created something and then so all, everything that you already created will influence you know the next step and mm. uh, and so it's it doesn't necessarily get easier mm. uh, gets more complex and, yeah. and but also more challenging in this sense and more interesting I, mm. I think it's absolutely interesting to to see how this that uh, somehow the undertaking changes here in time mm. but uh, but it's definitely something that keeps you busy thinking and you need to come up with, with ideas and solutions how to face uh, you know the, the difficulties you know that can uh, that can arise when you uh, when you exist already for a bit longer, you know, yeah. the situation really changes. It's not you know, the same. So, so it can be that when you have like one idea, and that's the way you want to do it, um, that when you don't continue to innovate, then you lose that uh, pioneer spirit, mm -hmm. and you can somehow stop. But yeah. that means you're, and that's again then what we what we enjoy most. Uh, if, if in, in, in art you call this avant-garde, yeah? you're, you're always in this position where you have to come up with new stuff. Mm. Do you find that's that, your job? Do you feel pressure to do the that? The thing is that when you created other, you already have a history. Of course, you have to take care of that history as well. So you have all of a sudden you have more than one job. You, you can't mm. only do the innovative stuff. You can also you have to also take care. If you look at let's say Rolex, they created their masterpiece already a couple of years ago mm. and they can't change anything anymore they're really in this situation where they have to they do this with two door right yeah they, they have their lab laboratory somehow yeah. and then maybe mm. that, that so that so that becomes almost more interesting yeah but they can't change a thing if they change something then the risk that they somehow spoil well, they turn it their back the, on their whole brand right? and their customers and, so yeah. so this so you become uh, you can also compare it with dna and 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 the virus, right? Mm. DNA is more solidly yeah. constructed, but it can't be as agile. Yeah. So you have this, you have these different situations, and um, yeah, how can you keep uh, that pioneer spirit? Can become a question. If you enjoy to be innovative and, and, and create stuff, you can't grow too big because mm. otherwise the products that you create change. Yeah. That's totally linked together. Mm. So you have to somehow find out a way how to not grow too fast. Things like this become important. So it becomes uh, uh, an interesting, uh, let's say, uh, journey also in, in finding out how to steer through, the, through mm. the whole thing. You have to make decisions, you know, like, as I said, to say small. For instance, yeah. because everything wants you to grow. Yeah. Right? The retailers the want everybody. Yeah. Everybody wants yeah. it. The whole uh, capitalistic mm. system wants it. That's still not the, the nature of, of it. Mm. It wants to grow. And then you, you, have, you can think maybe you can grow in, in different ways. You can grow in quality, in, in whatever, in innovation. Mm. But that's, these, these are things that you have to decide. And you can only do that if actually if you control it. And that's also a good thing we, we, we are... Is that hard to do, to, to push the world back when you know you could be bigger and more successful and wealthy? And well, I mean, it's, 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 let's say sometimes it, uh, it asks you more and other times it asks you less. Mm. If, it's, if it's more difficult, then maybe you welcome it more and you know, <laughs> it depends mm. yeah. a little bit. But, but of course, uh, as I said, in general, the, you know, the, the laws 
it's almost like laws of nature. Mm. These laws, they demand of you to grow. Yeah. That means if you don't grow, you don't when, when, when it's good, when everything works fine, then the laws want you to die when mm. it doesn't work anymore as good. But um, also there, you know, you can, you can mm. uh, uh, be creative and, and try to find different solutions, mm. absolutely. So can you answer your own question then? Because mm. the question is, how do you honor your history, your past, and innovate through mm. to the future? I mean, Porsche very much honor their history. Mm. Right. Um, and then I guess every now and again you can create was it the 918 or you could maybe you can have your lineage and then mm. a side project or a limited edition or an experiment mm. how do you balance those two opposing forces of creating your new model mm. and honoring um, your history if you don't grow fast then you have to at some point if you want to make a new model you have to stop an old one let's say the 110 my favorite uh, one we stopped it. We had to stop it. We don't produce it I know, anymore. It's, they're hard to find now. I can't that's get it. one. <laughs> so that's the consequence mm. that comes with it. But but uh, we, we have to we have to stop the production in order to create something new. Mm. Uh, and then we can say, with the, with the models that we still continue to produce that we already created um, a while ago, let's say the, the two hundred and ten. Um, of course, for a while. You get to know you get to know a watch that you created. I, I prefer and that comes from my from my um, sculptor sculptor sculpting background mm. from art school. That's actually my school used to be a sculpting school uh, sculpting class. Mm. Right, it existed and then changed into a free arts class. Mm. And um, when you when you look at the uh, uh, a sculptor first and you take a shape out of a material, right? It is a, a prototypishly just newborn object. And that's actually, I, I like that a lot. I don't want on, in the computer already, you know, foresee, you know, where it shines. It's, it's, it's much more interesting if you create a thing and then you get to know it in, in the real. And it's when you have that little object, it's still a, an object, a sculpture, so to say, so if it exists in the material and you look at it, you, you can see, ah, oh, okay, if we do it like this or that and the other, uh, it's going to change. Uh, it, it, can, it can, like light can look different on the surface, things like this. You have a, you can treat it like a sculpture, mm. not like something that you have in your mind. That's where it's polished and that uh, so on. And then you do that on the computer. You have to do it in the real material because, yeah. uh, uh, Still, it's in the material, still here on this planet, mm. and not somewhere in the virtual space. Yeah. And uh, so, so the first, the first watch, normally we do like is, is kind of like a prototypish looking, just newborn version thing, and then step by step uh, it develops, and we, we we can we realize oh maybe if you coat this or if we, if you if you add color you know you, or texture there's there's many different possibilities how you can. I can uh, alter a, a case that it looks totally different, mm. especially with engraving and stuff mm. like that. Did, just quickly to jump yeah. in, sorry, I'd love you to finish, but it just triggered my mind. Did you design the wood veneer for the 110, mm -hmm. or did, was that an aftermarket? No, 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 we yeah. did, uh, I did oh, that uh, also. Uh, so that was very innovative, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and uh, of course it wasn't so easy. We had to find a, a wood that was able to, that we were able to somehow carve and treat like metal, somehow mm. with the same machines. 
and uh, uh, but it, it changes a lot there you know if you especially you're talking about the 110 mm. um, when there is no wood uh, intarsia in it uh, it has this plain metal look that's a whole different story if there's wood in it and also of course uh, the strap that we created in collaboration with Timothy Everest our mm. London tailor um, he, he did an amazing uh, job you know figuring out exactly what kind of uh, textile we would need uh, together with, uh, with the wood. And then it has a much more refined uh, appeal, mm. right? It's a very different uh, look. And that, yeah. of course, gives you again ideas. It's like a piece you say, okay, that we could develop further. We could play with wood. Mm. Maybe we do at some point, maybe. So with every, with every step that you do, with every material that you get to know, uh, you, you, you of course uh, find out new, new things. So I'm saying, so for a while it's very entertaining and interesting to develop a model mm. and to give it new, a new look by only changing the colors. Like uh, Rolex is doing it with, with their watches, that's what they can still do, yeah. as much as that. Yeah. Just to change a bit the colors, the dials, you mm. know. Yeah. There's already a lot in there. There is a lot, yeah. So, so, so with the models that we know, we do for a while, we do this. Mm. At some point, we will have to stop yeah. the production. Of they did the bring out the Sky Dweller, didn't they? Quite recently, Rolex. You know the Sky Dweller model. Yes. Yeah, that was a new model. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. They, they, mm. they, step by step. Mm. Of course, they could. Yeah. They could, most likely, but they're afraid. Mm. And as I said, if you're a big, every little change that if it goes the wrong way, that yeah. means a lot already. And if the mm. times are difficult, you know. Mm. I mean, it used to be said that Rolex uh, sells uh, every second they sell a watch. You know, I don't know if that's still the case. Yeah. You know, one should uh, one should uh, find out. Yeah. But uh, no, it's just an example to say that if you created something, uh, it, it's it's a different job. It's also, especially for the design, it's very enjoyable to to do it. But you maintain, you know, you you discover um, a model, you give it a new uh, look, and so so you can. You can do that as well, but it's a different kind of work than the, mm. you know, the innovation, the laboratory work where you come up with, new, uh, with a whole new uh, project. Mm. So how many prototypes are involved from first concept, sculpture let's call it, mm -hmm. to the model that goes live? Does, does that vary depending on... It varies, yeah. yeah. Depends. I mean, of course, as I said, we have these evolutionary steps, but every now and then um, if you change something, usually it's, it's kind of form follows function. Let's say the Cobra that we did with the linear time mm -hmm. indication. There you have not like here a round movement, even though it's also a round movement, mm -hmm. but it's somehow straight jacket. It's like, it's like in, 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 you know, squeezed into this linear time display. Mm -hmm. And so if you have here a linear time display, of course, it is somehow demands a rectangular yeah. shape. Yeah. Um, and then, and then you alter the case accordingly. Mm. Or, or if I say the indication is now here instead of here, like with the 110, then yeah. you can imagine it's like a morphing. You know, yes. you turn this, and then the rest somehow has to fall mm. into place. But you play the game following certain laws. You know, it's not, it's not like mathematics, the, yeah. the laws. But you just feel it. I mean, this is designer world. When, when you, when you work on these things, and you, you know, oh, it's always many little decisions, you know, should I go this way, that way, or that mm. way, or that way, or, or a bit like that. And so you, you the, the way I experience it, I'm, I'm always extremely sure about what's the next step, naturally. Just, but it's also always building on top of something. So mm. I already have the previous cases, 
the previous watches. So the steps are not, they're not gigantic steps, they're yeah. small steps, but in time they can change quite a lot. So the, the watches, in my idea, they should all look very different, but still they should at the same time look the same, or they should look contemporary or even uh, futuristic and at the same time classical. You always want to have these uh, opposites somehow expressed at the same time. Mm. Then you have tension in, in the thing. And mm. I, it's, a, it's a small uh, little object and it doesn't move the world. But uh, uh, that's, that's uh, uh, how, uh, how we play it uh, mm. with, uh, okay. with our work watches. So I was going to ask about your sort of design process. I mm -hmm. think I've got some idea of that, so I'll come back to that. Um, I would like to ask one thing, which I'm always mm -hmm. fascinated about with um, very creative people. Um, so I used to be an artist. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't succeed in the commercial sense, but that's brought me to where I am and I'm okay with that. Um, and I, probably two or three times I can remember accident, an accident or a mistake mm -hmm. created a new technique. Yes. So one particular one, I used to do these pouring paintings. Mm -hmm. Obviously, a lot of people throw paint, slap paint, mm -hmm. put Damien Hurst the spin paintings. But mm -hmm. I had this thing which I've not seen people do before, where I'd rest the canvas at maybe just like a 20 degree angle. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I just had some turps with a little bit of paint in it. And I knocked it over and it poured over mm -hmm. the work, um, which was a semi-finished piece of work. And of course, then started to degrade into the oil. Right. And um, usually if I make a big mistake, I, get, I used to get quite angry and destroy the piece. Mm -hmm. I've kind of got over that now. So I just left it there because I saw <clears> it decaying in. And it looked fantastic. Mm -hmm. I needed to give it a few days. So I started experimenting with taking turps, just putting a small amount of paint into it and pouring it. Right. And you got all this very organic form. Um, that would, and then the more you put in, you could have the, the solid lumps that would fo follow, follow in. Um, and, and a painting I could just just pour, pour, move away, and it would create itself. Mm -hmm. And that was a pure accident. Mm -hmm. um, I sold a few. I've got the rest of them in my house. <laughs> so is there a creative process where sometimes you've thought you're going down a direction, mm -hmm. but fate or accident or something took you somewhere else? I think it's absolutely all the time like this. Mm -hmm. um, it, it really depends on, your, uh, on, on, your, on the way you deal with this. And as you now described it, you can, you can whether you get angry and you think like, oh, no, no, that's it. the world is <laughs> against me, it, yeah. kind of thing. Or you could say, no, but that's actually uh, welcome, you know, because mm. in general, you can't avoid it. There's always something that comes uh, different than you had it in mind, than you planned it. Um, when you, or, or let's say you, you, you do one thing, then another thing is, uh, you know, happening out of, as, as a consequence mm. of it. I can explain that, uh, for example, with the 110 as well, how we are talking about it. The 110 has a, 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 a crown lever, like a, like a crown protector. Mm. Um, and so every case already, uh, and especially with the 110, that was the first uh, kind of shield-like case that we did. And so in my imagination, you have the, a shield or like an armor protecting um, the inside the inner mechanics and so on and so so the case basically is like with the turtle or so like a, mm. you have the shield or like a, a knight's armor right yeah so so the shield that protects the the inside it's the theme of, of a of any case basically and um so so with the 110 you had the, the crown that 
was actually just ground in the same size originally as a, as a thought. Mm. Um, and then, uh, because of the geometry of the case, um, we realized, or the engineers told me, we can't make a crown that big. It's not possible, because the crown comes out of the case quite low, so no way the crown has to be smaller. And I said, no, but it's not possible. We need the same energy here, you know, same design language wise mm. this is what you want you want to hear you want to have the same energy huh? so uh, how can we deal with this you have to somehow translate that in into a, a, a good thing so you have a small crown but the cr like this like a, a, an armor a coat that that uh, goes across the, yeah, you the, the crown. Yeah, you almost can't see it. Exactly, mm. it, it, it totally hides yeah. the crown, it protects the crown, obviously, and it also serves as a lever to take out the crown, so you can actually lift that lever and then yeah. it pulls out the crown. Mm. But that wasn't the idea at the beginning, it was a fix, a, fi a fixing of a problem. Yeah. And there again, as I t said that before with the engineers, you know, you sit together and uh, then, you know, that it's, it's like a game, you know, that you play. How can we resolve the problem? Mm. And usually, uh, you come up with a good idea that you that you wouldn't have come up with, and that's the same thing. You allow yourself to to somehow be inventive till the very last moment. Mm. If if all of a sudden you realize, oh no, actually we should do it like this, and you can still change it, um, it's good. So you want to keep this possible for as long as po uh, mm. as, as, as ever possible yeah. to, to be able to change this and influence it and react on on, on accidents. Let's say. Mm. Is there another side to that, a paradox, mm. whereby sometimes you actually push back at an engineer and go, I think you can create this. Mm. You're coming to me with problems rather than solutions and instead of adapting to what they can't do, try and get them to believe what they can achieve. Mm. Oh, I mean, uh, absolutely, That's, that, that happens as a, a lot as well. Mm. No, they, uh, first of all, the engineers, they, they, they actually become engineers uh, when there's a, a problem yeah. <laughs> yeah. that makes them, <laughs> that gives yeah. it to them. And uh, uh, I know I, uh, there's this, this, this uh, situation in Apollo 13, you know, where they, have a, they had a problem and somehow become, became interesting, uh, uh, you know, to somehow, uh, before it already started to become boring, you know, the astronauts, you know, in the capsule, mm. they do the same thing, you know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, we heard uh, maybe not so, maybe not so good, there's a, there's a problem, it's not clear if one can bring them back. And so, that's um, so what my father told, because he was working at the time together with the team that created the lunar landing module. Uh, he was working in Princeton in the States and with, with this team, and they did afterwards, they did a, 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 a machine that sped up uh, uh, little atomic parts, right? Mm. But, but before they were working on the lunar landing model, so I got to know these guys as well, and I was uh, there in holidays, and they're crazy people, but they actually, uh, when they heard that uh, there's this issue, they knew, okay, that many parts we have up there, you know, we have the lunar landing model, we have the other capsule, so, so we have to create a, a, a machine, a tool to resolve mm. the problem that, you, that they were facing. And so the engineers are really super busy uh, uh, and they had a copy of the lunar landing model and, and of the other parts, other capsule there, um, the Apollo 11 capsule, or at the time it was, uh, it was the 13 obviously. And so they, they, would, uh, they would 
sit you know, through, through the nights and, and, and some have tried to figure out how to put together this, this, this uh, machine out of the parts that they had up there. Mm. Uh, and they had to really hurry, you know, because the air got, uh, got less and stuff like that. So mm. they had to figure out how it's possible to bring them back. Yeah. And so, yeah, if you, if, if, if you have a situation uh, where it's, uh, it's difficult, you know, they, they start to live, you know, mm. enjoy it. Usually when, and this is something that I have, I don't know if it's the same for you, um, but usually when someone says to me it can't be done, that kind of gets my back up and I want to say, well, yeah, it can. Mm -hmm. um, would you say you lean more towards adapting to challenges or pushing back and making things happen that are difficult? Mm -hmm. well, for instance, with the with the CNC machines. CNC machines, they are created to copy something faster and, and easier, uh, you know, that was before made by hand. You know, a regular watch, uh, more like a thick coin, right? You have this, uh, the pipe and then a glass on top and the bottom. Mm. Um, and, and, and the CNC machine can easily do that. Just faster and cheaper and all these kind yeah. of things. But when you have these machines now, the, the, the task is not to do what the machine can do quicker. The task is to use these machines for something new. You want, mm. you know, before the, the, there were other machines and they used these machines to, to create what we know now as uh, watchmaking of uh, like, uh, you know, 100 years ago or, or earlier. So the machines that exist now, and they're quite sophisticated, if you push the guys to the limit, you can get, of course, much more out of it. Mm. First, they, at the beginning, they would tell you, oh, you get it, it's not <laughs> possible, <laughs> no, it can't be done, and are you crazy, why don't you do it, and give us some, you know, why do you give us a hard time with this, and maybe, why don't you come up with, with an easy, you know, case, mm. you know, and, uh, and, but then, they, then you realize that they themselves, they are tempted. They, are, they want to figure out what they can do with their machines because they're craftsmen. Mm. So if, you don't if they are not challenged, then that machine starts to take over and does their job. Mm. But the, the, actual, you know, the actual values in, in watchmaking is actually ingenuity, 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 No, but just you that. just made up a new word there. Yes. There you go, ingenuity. You know, in, 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 because because I don't find the right one. In the but uh, <laughs> ingenuity, 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 ingenuity. What's yeah. the right word? Right yeah, ingenuity. Anyway, so so but they they um, uh, they, they of course need to create as well, their creative minds. Mm. And, uh, and in, in order to be the master of their machine, they, yeah. they need to challenge themselves. And uh, so they do that. They're extremely good at this uh, and, and also proud afterwards when they uh, managed mm. it, when they, when they actually were able to do, to do it. Um, and uh, yeah, so, so it's the guys also who in the end, make it, you know, mm. the watch. They, they, yeah. they build, they, they uh, make the parts. And, and of course, they are cursing a lot because they struggle. But on the other hand, they are the ones who, who give birth to it. They yeah. are the ones who, and it's always great actually to go to see them working on it because they're so much into it. They're somehow in the flow of it. And uh, I know it, of course, 
uh, as well. But on the other side, when you begin, so when you have, as you said before, the white or the black, con uh, you know, canvas, mm. you're in front of uh, nothing, and you yeah. have to somehow bring to it. Um, they they are in this situation, uh, this creative situation, when they when they have to finish it or when you have to actually make these parts. But it's always good to. If they don't do it themselves, uh, to to push them to the to the limits, that's mm. for sure. Mm. Okay, great. So your creative process um, or processes. Mm. So I'm glad I asked this now. I was going to ask this at the start, but I'm glad I've asked this now with the, the discussion we've had. So, do you work in isolation and think today is the day where I need to start the process of mm. designing a watch? Do you get inspired by something that makes you feel alive that then you bring to mm. life? At what point do you sit down with Felix where he's, or whoever it is now where they've got to, where the form and the function have to meet and follow? Mm. Also, I imagine, um, someone said to me recently who follows my podcast, mm -hmm. um, he, he says, I think you've matured and improved uh, with your content over the years. Mm -hmm. And I said, thanks, but I said, if I'm being honest, I, it's probably just different. Mm -hmm. And I was probably more raw, and what he perceives not as good in the early days, but some might prefer me, a bit more raw, edgy, shouty. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, one could argue I'm different now, not better, with mm -hmm. more experience. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, so if you're designing watches, in one way it must, must be so unique for you to design in complete isolation, not looking at a Daytona or a mm -hmm. Royal Oak or whatever, because you can't be influenced by that. Mm -hmm. And then you come up with something completely new, which has got to be great for what Urwerk are about. But it's also got to, like you say, form has to, mm, form has follows to function, follow yeah. function in that it's got to be able to work. Mm -hmm. So I know I'm going a bit around the houses with the question, but... Well, I understand. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, of course, the question is where, 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 where one draws uh, inspiration from. Where, where, what, how does that process uh, work? Uh, and it can work uh, differently with, uh, with people, with creative people. But mm. the way it works for me is kind of like uh, uh, you're curious in general, a curious person. Mm. And uh, you, 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 uh, um, if you're a visual person, a person, a person who, who understands or reads the world looking at it. I mean, there's persons obviously who who see uh, numbers behind mm. things and they, they somehow understand the work that, like this. Um, but for me, it's much more, of course, uh, the, the, the surfaces. Mm. Can, I mean, there's layers, you can peel off uh, stuff, but, but that's, that's the way I, I read the world, look at it. And so whenever you, and that's basically when you're awake, maybe also when you sleep, but you're, you're, you're seeing things and you, 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 uh, you want to understand it, right? Mm. So you start to collect uh, concepts of how things work or you start maybe you saw something somewhere maybe a color or, or a, uh, a shape that that you that you liked and I, I remember that from from drawing class when you have uh, when, when you draw after uh, human beings right you look at the, at the shape and then maybe they move and you have to be quite fast to, ca to capture it mm. so you, so you see like that one shape that especially if it's women, in my case, you see that that you want to have that part. You know, you want to you want to understand it, or you want to show somehow and uh, re reproduce it here. Mm. You know, that you have it, that yeah. you capture it. Um, so it's this kind of uh, curiosity and, and this kind of looking at things that you you 
you see that that um, idea or that concept or that shape. So you collect these uh, experiences, yeah. and when you when you then uh, want to create or when you're about to create something, there's there's many different things coming together, but you have uh, ideas for mechanical functions um, that you collected over time, and there I. I'm able to ask my, my engineers for help mm -hmm. because they have a whole, you know, deeper study into this field. But still, you have also uh, collected uh, over the time certain ideas of, of how things work and how, um, for instance, to make an example, uh, as, a, as a, a child you play maybe with the, how do you call the, 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 the tool? Compass. The compass, mm -hmm. right? You play with this and you, you enjoy a lot that you have this wheel in the middle yeah. and you turn it and then... I was fascinated by that. So how, how is it done that it goes yeah. either? So, so when you see there's these joints that when you turn and the angle changes mm. that, that follows it, yeah. that allows it to, 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 to change the angle. So you, you studied this concept and then you have, it, you have it in your mind, you reproduced it in your mind. And, and in, 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 in that sense, if you at some point need to create something, you, fall, you can fall back on it and you take that idea, that concept out of, uh, of your mind mm. and connect it with something else. Yeah. Like this, uh, you, just, uh, you have to be a, cu a curious uh, person mm. who, who um, walks around with an open mind and, yeah. and, and collects you know, what, you, mm. what, what, you, what you can take as much as you can take from, from the world. And you have, yeah. of course, you have uh, things that you, that you con combine with the positive experience and, so it's a whole, uh, um, somehow, that the world as it's, as it's copied in you, uh, that you, that you can use to create stuff. It's much, much more like this, um, like a patchwork or mm. an eclectic way of yeah. combining things than to say, okay, I have a car here and I like that car and then now take that look of the car and put it in, 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 in the watch. That yeah. for me would be too simple or not, not satisfying. It has, mm. to be, it has to be a solution for every um, aesthetical question that is asked by that shape or, uh, and that on different levels. Yeah. But it's, I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's that. And, and of course then uh, there's, there's things I like a lot like science fiction films out of the same reason because you're confronted with new concepts, with with people who tr try to imagine the world slightly different. Mm. So, of course, there's uh, concepts or things that I, that I take from art, mm. from architecture. Of course, there are these fields also from cars, from, mm. from, from uh, airplanes, you know, but, mm. but, but it doesn't necessarily need to come from, it can come from something absolutely unimportant, from something that if you would say, it, 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 it wouldn't somehow be something that you can write down uh, in, a, in a catalog or so, you know, mm. like a, a, a toy, a plastic toy, or I don't know what. Mm. It can be from, from basically from everywhere. Yeah. So I have this belief. I, am, I help a lot of people start their businesses and entrepreneurs and people who just want to develop a better life. Mm. And I meet a lot of people who make this identity that they're not creative and I always challenge that. Um, because I don't want someone to limit who they are mm. just because of a label that they've placed on themselves. And I think you've explained perfectly why everybody on the planet is uniquely creative. Mm. Because you're taking what you see 
by step one, seeing, because we can all be very busy and not see. Yeah, we can most, just most dig, dig, to, dig, work, work, work. After a certain, I think as a child, you're you're uh, or asked or nature asks you to be curious. This mm. is you have to take in the world. Yeah. But it's, after so you have it and you unlearn yeah. it over time. But then you, you, you somehow create these schablons, these kind of shapes mm. out of it and they kind of, you know, yeah. become like a language that you speak. Yeah. And then you don't need to question things anymore that much as you did when you were a child. Mm. I mean, it's like when, when, when you go with a child to a, to a warehouse and then, and then the child all of a sudden asks you, um, we have to go out, we have to get out of here because there are thieves. There are thieves in here, pickpockets, uh, thieves. And they're all over the place. Mm. And it's just because the loudspeaker says, be aware of the big problem. You don't even hear it. You know, yeah. you know, unconsciously, you know, okay, but then you, have, you got the information, but it doesn't trigger panic in you. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. the child mm. hears it and, and takes it as it is. And, and, and basically that's the way you, you, you look at things as a child and you're probably also worrying a lot, like the first human beings to think like, <laughs> oh, what? What yeah. is the nature doing? What is the, the thunder? What does that mean? Yeah. So you're 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 always the, you know trying to figure out what's happening, mm. and of course, if if you you always have to continue to do that, especially if if things change, if the situation if in a war in war times, let's say you know mm. you're, you're you're of course yeah you're, you're challenged, and you have to you have to come up and, and, and somehow adjust to the situation. I am I I think um, I imagine. But um, uh, normally you can you can you can get a bit more lazy in this field. You can stop to you know to wander, mm. and I think it's a problem. It's a, it's it's a pity. You have to continue this because, as you said, uh, in every field you need to be creative. Yeah. And in order to be creative, you you have to somehow have stuff to uh, to, to find you know mm. in there. I think that's one of the. Um the travesties of people thinking that they've got to be in this rat race where they've got to be working 12 hours every day, mm. you know, whatever you do. I mean, because there's a lot of information which says, you know, you, if you want to be successful, you've got to work hard, 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 hard. All this, the hashtag hustle and grind from, from our friends in America. Um, and, I, and, and I think that sometimes you just have to not work quite so hard to stop and soak in and see and experience things. Absolutely. I mean, we, I know that from from mountain climbing. You know, there was uh, this, in Switzerland, you have this, uh, the, the mountain climbing club, SRC, and my father was a member of this club. So we would go as, as youngsters, we'd join it just out of traditional, mm. <laughs> out of tradition. <laughs> and so in the, in the mountain climbers, you had the guys, you know, the sportive guys, they want to go as fast mm. as possible and, and, and you know, really complicated, you know, routes. Uh, to climb up, and of course, that made them proud. If they're if you're on top very fast mm. and you know very difficult uh, way up, and and then there, there there's the other fraction, the, the the you know the the guys who are more interested in looking at the flowers and so on, the nature, <laughs> and you you know you from time to time you want to sit down and and so oh wait I'm I'm here in the mountains I'm just climbing up yeah this is this is the way I'm here because it's it's crazy it's beautiful mm. and. Um, yeah, I think, uh, of course, there's different ways to enjoy the world, you know, mm. and I, I don't want to say this is wrong and this is right, no. but uh, it's important, uh, definitely, I think, from time to time to look at it and to, to see how crazy it is. I mm. mean, it's, it's worth to, to uh, you know, to look at, continue to look at it. You know? Yeah, yeah, okay. So I've got a few quicker fire mm -hmm. questions. Sure. I mean, you can take as long as you like. Mm. You don't have to go one word answers. Um, 
Why do you only make a double? First off, from my research, you make about 150 watches a year. Mm -hmm. Is that still the case? Yeah, I, <coughs> the last couple of years it was like this and it continues uh, like this uh, to the moment. Uh, and, and why only 150? Yeah, I said to you before uh, that, uh, that we don't necessarily want to grow. Mm. And uh, it, it somehow found like an equilibrium in this amount. And if we would change that, if, if we would produce more, um, certainly possible to do that, and maybe the, it was, would also be welcomed. But uh, if you, if, as I said before, if you change something there, you soon find that uh, what you actually do, the, the, the watches that you produce, uh, also change. Mm. Um, the structure starts to starts to change, and uh, the question is. Do you want to create this kind of watches that, and, and you know, in a in a in a aggregate uh, stage that allows you to be very creative and do a lot of innovative stuff, or do you want to um, uh, have a different business model? Yeah. You know, where is where is the change? Where is the, 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 the time boutiques? Yes. Yeah. Now let's say. If you do that, of course, you have to put a lot of energy in there, and that will be taken away from, from what kind of uh, from 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 the energy that you can put mm. into the creation of, of, of watches. Mm. So, because we are we are it's the watchmaker and uh, me the designer. We are makers. We are in this sense. We want to we we are in it for that. Yeah. If if as an artist you learn that um, it's the experiment. The, uh, th that's why you do it. Of course, later on you have to figure out how to sell it, which is uh, somehow so. It's better if somebody else is doing it, because <laughs> then you can focus on what what interests you more. But yeah. there's of course other ways to do it. Mm. Yes, it's, it's, it can also be an art to somehow generate money, yeah. and then that can be a totally different game. Mm. Okay, if you could summarize the vision and ethos of Urwerk into a sort of a relatively short statement, mm. what would that be? Mm. Yeah, it's actually the the, the uh, being uh, the uh, avant-garde brand. Mm. That's that's actually the position we, we, we look for. Yeah, and that means we it, it, it forces us or also enables us to to create new stuff and crazy stuff. And that's exactly the position, and that's what we what we want to offer. There's people who enjoy this; they will like what we do, and as long as this works. Uh, it's perfect, uh, perfect thing to do. Mm. Okay, how long does the average watch take you to make? Uh, also, there it, it depends a lot on the project. But let's say, for for instance, with the AMC project, it took us eight years, which is uh, quite a long time with many setbacks. I hope you pay your mortgage in that time. <laughs> <laughs> and and the, the problem is, with, as 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 a designer, you of course you're faster. So I was at the beginning was already yeah. ah, let's go, let's do it like this. And uh, then it took quite a long time to, to get there. I really um, admire that. I don't know if I'd be able to wait that long. No, for but if you invested a certain amount of money and a certain amount of energy, it forces you to continue. Can't yeah. just, even if you feel like, oh, wait a moment, is, yeah. is it really true that we... But every day I'd be like, where's my watch? Where's my watch? Yeah. So, but that problem was particularly hard and we, had to, we started with a, with, a, with a person who helped us there to, to do the electronics uh, and uh, so that this person somehow didn't, didn't manage to, find, to, to, to finish it mm. and we had to rethink the whole thing and, and yeah. employ, 
uh, new people and do things differently and so that uh, took a lot of time as well. Mm. So it was it was also the setbacks that caused us time but sure. but all together that was a long uh, also the, 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 the time the side device actually the pocket watch as soon as if there is more to design or just a more complex uh, um, project with more surface so to say mm. it, uh, it becomes more time consuming. And a but more simple one? How long would that take? A more simple one? Um, uh, yeah, well, usually two, two years at yeah. least. Um, two, three years. Mm. With, 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 you know, uh, uh, taking everything in account. But mm. sometimes uh, the, the process of coming up with a new idea for a model, if it's a new, if it's that step, you know, like yeah. where it's a new, become, becoming really a new idea, so new, new, let's say a new time indication or something like this, that can take quite a lot of time because mm. you 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 create something and then you're not sure is that the right thing and many times we develop a project to to the very end and then we realize no that's not the right thing it happens yeah. and so it's quite a lot of uh, investment but that doesn't necessarily mean that that it's lost energy you can use the work that you did later on for something yeah. else it's, it's as you said it's not a mistake you somehow uh, you 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 got used to this and you you will even though it's sometimes for the for the uh, co-workers it can be hard if mm. they don't oversee the whole process and they just invested a lot of energy into something and then it stopped before it even yeah. comes to uh, to to be made or to to fruition mm. it uh, it can be uh, somehow uh, frustrating but uh, for me it's 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 never lost the the energy that you put in I challenged myself whether I should ask this question or not because I think it's the worst question I'm going to ask you today. We'll go for it. Um, but that's just <laughs> my judgment. You see how I can answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you were, if you weren't to wear Urwerk, what would be your favourite watch brand to wear? Hmm. Yeah, that's truly that's not so easy. I mean, of course, I uh, when I think back um, as a child, you know, or a young boy, when when you somehow start to look at watches and so on. Uh, in my time, it was a, a liquid crystal mm. watch that was the, the non plus ultra. It was like you part of the future when yeah. you have a watch. And I guess in, in the science fiction films as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, like when I think back, uh, Alien, the first Alien film, we had yeah. Ripley with, uh, with the double Casio yes. you know, yeah. watch. Uh, of course, that's cool. That's and a great film, yeah. So uh, I like Casio watches. I like yeah. I like Seiko. I did, you know the Japanese guys. Mm. It's always fascinating to see what they do because they have a very different approach, of course, uh, also towards electronics. Mm. They never had that, uh, you know, the shock, the uh, the the quartz shock. They 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 or at least they pre they experience it very differently. Mm. It was a good thing for them. Yeah, I, um, I remember the Casio big calculator watch yeah. that we were all no, wearing at school. I mean, that was and also the, the design language. I mean, the Japanese they were really good at it, mm. and uh, so so they did. They, they always and still do uh, interesting stuff. Yeah. But of course, I like. We talked before about Jean Chanta, mm. and there's I mean a Nautilus. Oh, Nautilus are beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, in general, his watches, the engineer, you mm. know, they're beautiful watches. Um, the prices they, on the Nautilus have just gone. I know. Mad. Yeah. They laugh at you if you go in and say, have you got a Nautilus? Yes. No, it's a beautiful watch. Yeah. And uh, it's also uh, a true ex expression of the time. Mm. Because at that time, it's a new creation, a new look for, 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 for the time. And it afterwards stopped 
actually. It, yeah. it became, after that, there was this backlash somehow and, and stuff started to look again, you know, like traditional mm. or conservative, uh, backwards oriented. Yeah. Uh, but at that time, it was really, it, it, it was a new shape, a new, a new look for it. And the way the case is made, does it sort of close over the way it's made? Actually, it used, that's actually your original idea, oh, is it? that right. you had to hear like a pin to yes. somehow pin it down. Mm. Uh, but I think it doesn't work really right. like this. Oh, but okay. the original idea was that you somehow push the case yes. and then put that, uh, the pin in yeah. and that's sealing it. But I think it doesn't work uh, right. anymore like this. Yeah. But it's a, uh, in general, that's of course great if you if if it's also form follows function. Mm. If you can actually really see that, yeah. and they have this plain look, this the watches that he did in this time, mm. Chanta. But then of course, um, if you're a fan of uh, of James Bond, you know the the Rolex look mm. or the also the you know the Moon Watch of yeah. Omega. These are classics that. That of course they, they somehow they, they have the inside of them you have this, this certain amount of uh, uh, energy of uh, that tells the story uh, mm. you know the, our story basically yeah so of course uh, I like these watches too from from new watches I mean I like Benoit for instance mm -hmm. uh, Ressence. yeah I think he does incredible stuff well, with the oil watches yes, the absolutely yeah, yeah. very clean design mm, yeah even though when, we, when you think about uh, the, let's say the, the, the individualistic expression, mm. they are almost too well designed, you know, for that. I mean, because I totally admire so, it because they're so. This is who we are, so recognisable. Yes, yeah. I mean, he, Benoit is a, is a really good designer, mm. and he, he does it beautifully. Uh, it's it, it, it's it's. Uh, I I there's there's sometimes this edge where you wonder, why is that designed like this is that necessary yeah that's maybe like you know in, in baroque times you had the, the when you when you had the, the, the you know the makeup and you had those little dots that mm. destroyed the meticulous you know perfect look yeah that actually uh, created that special look that even looked more beautiful because right. it because it looked asymmetric or yeah. something mm. and uh, that's a, a law that that uh, that i like to follow actually that that you have to add a little uh, confusion or a little uh, oddness to it mm. you know and with uh, and but when watches clean, are, aren't they? yes very, very clean, clean and crisp there's no mistake you no. know it's just it's there and beautiful and yeah. also the the technical solutions the, mm. the ideas behind it is, they are great so uh, I like his watches a lot, but there's, yeah, yeah there's many. I mean, I, I look at what sometimes I see a watch that I like, it's beautifully, or the, as you said, uh, um, the Devon watch, mm. things like this, uh, also concepts, ideas, time indications, I think yeah. are good. Yeah, there's, there's mm. definitely uh, watches that I like also, yeah. you know, except of the Urwerk watch. But usually uh, when I see all these things, then um, I, uh, it inspires me, or it it, it, it wants uh, of me that uh, that we you know that we come up with the next work uh, step to mm. somehow reflect, uh, you know, that yeah. all that's that's happening. Mm. I'm glad I asked that question. That was the one I was thinking. I'm not going to ask better quick, be, better answer than the question. <laughs> um, what what else do you love to do other than designing watches? Well, at the moment I got this uh, interesting job. It's for a an outdoors uh, clothes uh, 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 producer, manufacturer. Um, a while ago, the guy, uh, Gerhard uh, Flotz, he sent me a jacket, 
a little company, a little uh, uh, called Uvu. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. And he said, can you test the check? And so I was like, oh, okay, great. And, and I was fascinated because it's really a, a high tech in outdoors clothing. I liked it a lot. So, so step by step, I got uh, more interested, and it, it came to that point where he asked me to to design um, the, actually the gear, uh, the, the, the clothing for for a, for a skipper, Norbert Sedlacek. Uh, he's a he's a guy, uh, an adventurer, and he will go on on his uh, journey pretty soon. It's actually end of July where he leaves from the uh, Sabadolo. That's in in France where the the Vendue Globe usually takes off as well. Yeah. And he built his boat there. It's a yacht, a beautiful boat. Um, uh, and he will go on his trip for seven months. And he will be traveling the seas. And so the, the, my job was to, to create, together with an engineer there as well, uh, the clothes for him. And he, because he's sailing around the, wow. the, the North Pole and then down to the South Pole. Quite a lot of responsibility in that Absolutely, job. but happily, yeah. I, there again, I have a, an engineers uh, yeah. who, who, of course, do the, the important work. For me, it's the design job, mm. but I also got the job of the artistic direction of, the, of that KTC, of the right. company's uh, mission there with the, with the sailor. Mm. So my decision was to make a film about the guy, about this Norbert. And, and his undertaking, and that's uh, very exciting. So it's yeah. a very different feel, designing mm. outdoors clothing, this oil, I mean, in Germany called oil zeugs, that's, that's, that's the, the, the clothing of the, mm. of the, the skipper. And with these new technologies nowadays, they can do much uh, thinner uh, layered clothes. You know, yeah. you used to have these honor rocks where you have a lot of, <laughs> a lot of fabric uh, to protect you against a crazy nature. Um, but now it has, and it's very, it was very interesting. So it was this, like this bespoke tailoring, basically you have fittings and you, 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 the, you know, the sailor tells you based on his previous journeys, mm. what, what is absolutely uh, impossible, what he can't have in his yeah. clothes and what has to be changed, you know, according to, to, to how, he, how he lives on the boat. And, uh, and, and while exp explaining these things, you know, uh, there was a lot of uh, information about his trips, about what he experiences when he's out there. Mm. On the, on the, so he did other trips as well. So that's his, his uh, next uh, uh, his next journey. Yeah. And so it's, it was a very interesting design process to create his clothes. Mm. Now they're produced. He will get them pretty soon, and then we'll see. You know how it's how it's uh, protecting him on his on his trip. Yeah. And seven seven months is a long time. Hope that he comes back safe mm. and everything. <laughs> but uh, no, it's great, and it was coming to me by accident. I mean, I didn't, I didn't look for it, but then, then again, I found myself in this situation to create this um, this uh, astronaut or, mm. or argonaut suit. Yeah, which was cool. So it's this kind of t things that that I uh, welcome. I mean, we did. That was a job for Urwerk too, but it was a different thing. We did uh, develop a flask, a hip flask, a whiskey ah, flask, uh, ah. together with McAllen. So McAllen actually approached us. Oh, wow. And it was great because, I mean, I love whiskey. And <laughs> funny enough, I, I, I always wanted to have um, a, a differently looking uh, hip flask, mm. something that I, that I liked. Yeah. And I, I liked that, that uh, flask where you have the, the lever, the thing that keeps the, the top, yes. you know. Yeah. So, so 
when they asked us to do that, uh, it was great. Yeah. Of course we do it. And right. they wanted us to do something very complex, like a mechanical uh, thing. So what we did, we actually created a flask that has two tanks. Right. So you can actually, with a selector on top, you can turn that and then, uh, uh, you know, you can access the one tank yeah. and then you turn it again, you can access the other tanks. You can fill in two different cask types mm. in the flask. And uh, so that was also a cool, a cool yeah. piece to develop. If you ever get a chance to do the one that's supposed to keep the coffee warm for 24 hours and never does, call me up. I'm, yeah. a, I'm addicted to a certain type of coffee. I love it. I have mm -hmm. two a day all the time. And I had to get mine yesterday because we were up really early this morning. The coffee shop wasn't open. Right. And it's cold by, it's cold 10 hours. And it's the really expensive one that's... Yeah, no. Anyway, I might have to... No, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of... Uh, Another thing, uh, uh, actually, guys, as a father of, uh, of a child goes to school with my son. He somehow figured out that I'm uh, doing these watches and so on, and we started talking, and he develops a, a yet another thing, you know, for violins, there's this thing that you, that where you keep uh, right. the violin on the, uh, on your, on your uh, you say, chin. Yeah. And it's, it's a compromise because it, it Somehow blocks the, the, the you know the wooden uh, shawl right. called the, the it should be vibrating actually mm. and but but with this this grip onto the, the wooden case of the violin actually stops it from sounding right right and you also do this strange movement yeah it's a compromise so they developed a new uh, piece for that particular right. place here for the violin mm. and so he asked me if I could because they want to do some. Uh, um, special pieces for important musicians who mm. have uh, important uh, instruments. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting job as well. So you know, accidentally, you can yeah. do, if you have a, an idea, if you want to develop, something hey, well, else, please. I, I I get them somewhat <laughs> randomly, so you yeah. might get some somewhat random requests. Yeah, why not? But yeah, that sounds ex really exciting. Um, is there anything in the world that you'd really like to change? One thing you really believe is either wrong or you just would like to change. Hmm. Oh, there's a lot of things that are wrong, <laughs> for sure. Um, difficult to start, you know, with uh, with changing things. Um, usually, it's when it's very close to yourself where you can start changing things. I mean, it's 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 the way you you behave towards other people. Uh, if you if you're somehow, yeah, it's the simple things I think, and I think there you can probably change most in 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 the way you you how you teach your child, you know the. The values that you teach your child, I think that's probably the way you can you can change things. Maybe not right away, but you know, in the future. Mm. At least that's a hope. You know, that sometimes I think when you look at how uh, how your kids, uh, you know, behave, that uh, that all the efforts uh, mm. are wasted. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I I don't I don't think um, I mean, even though I think there's a lot of things that one needs to change, like getting rid of some, uh, you know people that are in power, you know, at the, mm. at the moment, <laughs> but I think it's, it's, uh, yeah, you can only, you can only think that and you can't, yeah. you can't, uh, it's, it's not, uh, it's not in, a, in an individual's power to, to change really the big things, but you can, you can do with, uh, with uh, not gigantic effort, I think you can change a lot uh, when you, when you do it, you know, uh, in the range, yeah. in, in, your, in your ability. Uh, right mm. Next to. Mm. Great. 
So final question. Mm -hmm. This podcast uh, is called The Disruptive Entrepreneur. And I ask every single guest what disruptive means to you. What does disruptive mean to you, Martin? Disruptive. Uh, yeah, when, when, when you create something that can um, alter the way people look at things, for instance. And uh, I think with work to a certain degree, we managed to, because of uh, the time, different time indication and, and the way we, we actually uh, uh, we, we, we expressed it, uh, I think you can, you can disrupt. You can, uh, I, I see that kids, when, when you learn to read the time, you, of course, are so familiar with the regular hands. And um, when, you, when you create something that, uh, that stops you from looking at it or from being able to look at it in the same way as you always do it, uh, it, it, can, it can free something and create a, a poetic explosion. That's uh, on the small, uh, yeah, you can see, you know, on a small level, uh, a disruptive uh, effect, mm. combining different things. And, yeah. Unusual things. Mm. Something that's just jumped into my head, which you say like it's good to try and read time in a glance. Yeah. I can understand that. You don't want mm -hmm. someone like, oh, what's the time? They're not. But something that takes just longer than a glance, mm -hmm. a glance and a half might be a discussion point with someone. Yeah, we might draw people together. We developed a, a, an indication that's actually for our side device, our pocket watch. On the back side, when you flip that uh, uh, the top open, uh, you have an indication that, uh, that is the 1001 years indicator. And uh, you don't see anything moving there, obviously, because it's 1000 years and it moves very, very slowly. I have seen an, an interesting thing um, in a technical museum here in, in, in Winterthur in Switzerland. And that uh, inspired me for this, because there you had a, a uh, huge um, set of wheels with the first wheel spinning very fast, like just mm. really spinning. And then the whole the whole set of wheels was uh, spinned and uh, translated down into ever slower moving wheels until the last wheel was moving absolutely uh, invisibly slow. You, see, you don't see a movement yeah. anymore. And that energy of that super slow moving wheel uh, is given to a huge block of marble. Nothing happens, but at some point, the, the tension that this, this wheel gives into that marble block will break that marble block at some point, speaking of disruptive mm. things. But in the front, you see that from the really super fastly spinning wheels until the absolutely not moving wheel, mm. you have the same actually change or, or just the same time that's actually spinning it. Yeah. It's the same movement, right. just slower and faster. Mm. And uh, with this, with this uh, time indication, I think you really test um, our understanding of time. So time, of course, only means something to us when, you, when, when we actually see a change, when it becomes, when, when it's thousand years, we realize that's not anymore our, uh, our concern. This is too big. Even though it's still indicating time, it's very mm. slow, but doesn't talk to us anymore. Mm. And there we somehow we, we also found, uh, find 
our relationship to it. You know, we find where we are, you know, mm. what, 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 what our situation is, basically. Yeah. And you have it with this, with time, you have that. It's, it's uh, something so fundamental, fundamental and, uh, and uh, strange that when you're busy with it and you create machines that actually indicate it or deal with it as, as what it's dealt, uh, mm. um, uh, it's, it's worthwhile thinking about that as well. Not yeah. just about the machine, but also what the machine is actually doing with what it's dealing. Mm. So time, I think, is a fascinating uh, yeah. thing. Mm. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> right. um, where can people follow and, and maybe read up on and you know fall in love with the Urvoc brand? Mm -hmm. And then, is there any any projects you're doing where you'd like people to go? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, it's our uh, our website, obviously. Then we have Instagram and, mm. and, and Facebook, the social media. Yeah. Um, that's actually basically the platforms we start um, also we start creating um, other products maybe not not just the wrist watch we, we extend with the tight device we extend already a bit the format where we have the pocket watch or a bigger pocket watch like a uh, like a cell phone sized mm. um, watch but then we also created now the, the AMC, which is a, a whole com, uh, concept. Like with uh, photo cameras, you have lenses to attach. And so you, it's something that I find interesting is you have the watch, but then maybe other parts to it. Mm. You were talking about Devin, you know, that you have, or you have a, how do you give the energy to your watch? Mm. Uh, so, so there's, there's uh, um, there's also other kinds of, uh, of machines, there are other kinds of, of, of works that we, that, uh, we will uh, think about in the future. So it's not only necessary. And they'll be on the Urvet website, would they? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. One thing has just come mm -hmm. to mind. It's a bit of a different angle, but mm -hmm. I'd love if you, we could just finish on this sure. one. Pricing strategy. Mm. How do you decide what you price your watches? I mean, because mm. that, is it a shh? Or is there a strategy that you follow, or is it or is that also organic? Actually, now it's also organic. Mm. I mean, we are now doing this for a while already, and is it established? You know, we established this uh, our prices. Mm. But then, uh, as I said before, we have a certain time um, that it keeps us busy working on our watches. Two years, three years, and in this process, we realize you know how much effort we have to put in. Um, I said when there's setbacks or when there's um, issues, you know, complex cases, mm. all of a sudden we realize that this becomes more complex than we thought or so. It really depends and it's, it's not so easy, but uh, we have, we have, uh, we built like on, on a, uh, in the last 20 years, we built like, a, 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 we, we somehow also there, we somehow created that our price is it's, it's, it's what we need, mm. that we can do what we do. It's basically that. And uh, that's also the way we, we understand money. It, uh, we, it serves us to create uh, new watches. Yeah, which artists sometimes forget. They worry about having quite high prices because they feel that that's somehow a bit capitalist. Yeah, but it's, it's, it just yeah. fuels new art, doesn't it? If you would produce um, less expensive watches, you would need to produce more watches. Mm. And to produce more watches, you need um, machines. And if you produce 
um, a lot of watches right away, you need a lot of money to start with. Mm -hmm. And we started at the other end. We started with the very few watches in an artisanal way and built up on that. And uh, it's still quite uh, only a few watches, 150 watches over a year, as you said. Um, and that's 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 uh, that's what we what we like. And the prices are uh, in this equilibrium, part of this equilibrium as well. Martin, thank you very much for letting us into your space. You're welcome. And giving your time. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for coming.